Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Today, I'm going to continue a series of messages uh, the Lord gave me around the end of the Feast of Tabernacles last year. That is last Gregorian year. As far as the Jewish year is concerned, we're already in the new year. We ended in the new year in Rosh Hashanah, which is known as the Feast of Trumpets. However, we stick with our Gregorian calendar because we're living in Gregorian politics and cultures. So, and uh, last, late last year, when the manifestation of God did not start as I thought it should, the Lord spoke to me and said that the church wasn't ready collectively. He said, you were ready as an individual. And then he said, but you're not even as ready as you thought you were. And now, in these last many months, I know exactly what he was talking about. I was ready. I was watching and praying always, which is the this thing I was doing that there was no doubt about that, you know, walking in love, all, all that was so. I was very expectant, very expectant. But you see, it's not a one man show. And uh, the Lord said to me, He said, uh, The church. So He now spoke to me about bringing more people together, which we've been doing, teaching them more you know, more room for Jesus, you know, and showing them with greater clarity the uh, path to life and the doing of these things. And in these last few months, I can honestly say that I can now see that we certainly were not ready, you know, talking as a collective body. And um, I can see now how we're getting better and we're getting more ready. So he gave me a series of messages taken from 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3, which I spoke about last week, where he said, you know, his ways, his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and then his testimonies. I'd never seen it like that before. He said, testimonies, I said, God, but that's your testimony. He said, yeah, but it's my testimony through men. So he says, I want you to keep those testimonies. In other words, I want you to reproduce in your own life. That's what it means to keep his testimonies. You know, the things I did in the lives of these great saints. And he spoke to me from Romans chapter 15. He says, whatever things were written, he says it was written for our learning. He says, these things happened to them for examples unto us, unto whom the ends of the world has come. He says that we through faith and patience should inherit the promises. So when we see we're supposed to imitate. That's one of the reasons why Hebrews 11 was written. It gave us a catalog of the great saints, you know. And then in chapter 6, he said, you know, that we through faith and patience might inherit. We should imitate. The word Greek word is the word mimitis, from which we get the English word mimic. It means we should mimic the lives of these great saints 
so that we, in our own experience, in our own generation, in our own time, can keep the testimonies of God. In other words, God can do the same things through us that he did through them, and, might I add, like the Lord Jesus did, greater. The, the Apostle Paul, writing about these things in the book of Hebrews, he said that we are living under a better testament, established upon better promises. There is no reason on earth why we should not outdo everything we read in the Old Testament. Completely outstrip it. And the Acts of the Apostles. Now, that's not a, that's not a statement of pride. It's a statement of faith. Why? Because the Bible says that the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former. It is to this end that he has downloaded to me a whole catalog of messages of the great saints and how I'm supposed to start teaching, you know, and preaching about them prophetically. They are present truths. In other words, prophetic truths that have present day application. You need to understand that I said this last week and I'll repeat it now. God's integrity is at stake. He said, you have seen well, he said to Jeremiah. He said, I am careful. This is Olubi Johnson paraphrase. I'm carefully watching. I'm alert. I'm active, watching over my word to perform it. God is not careless. He's not like us. If something has gone out of his mouth, he watches it. Even he has to watch it for a thousand years. 3,000 years, 5,000 years, he's watching it to make sure that that word comes to pass and that it is fulfilled. The Lord Jesus himself spoke of this in um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. He said, heaven and earth will pass away. He said, but not one jot or tittle, for the law will pass until all be fulfilled. Go to that scripture, yes. Very important. Everybody open your mouth. Say, for verily... I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law. The law is, you know, the Torah it includes the prophets to talking about the whole of the Old Testament. You know, till all. I didn't hear you. Till some. To the big ones. The small ones. All be fulfilled. He's not going to stop. And as I speak this afternoon, on the 11th day of February, in the year of our Lord, 2024, many of them have not been fulfilled. Some have been. Very few, really. Majority of what has been promised has not been fulfilled. I was sharing this with them on Wednesday. He says the heavens must receive Jesus until the restoration of all things does happen. In fact, the church is in the worst shape than it was in the Acts of the Apostles. The church of the Acts of the Apostles is better than the church of today. So you see, we've got a lot of catching up to do. We must catch up and then overtake. Hence, these messages. For two reasons. One, to create faith and a desire. Majority of Christians live a very mundane, man-centered, earthly-focused uh, Christian life. Like somebody jokingly, he didn't say jokingly, but I made a joke out of it. Told me years ago, taking me to a prophetic message in London, 
bringing me back. He was driving me. You know, I didn't have a car in England at that time. So I've never had a car in England. There's no need. You know, I rent cars. But that time I couldn't afford to rent. That was 20-something years ago. And as he was bringing me back, he said, look, all this prophetic. I was in a prophetic conference with Noel Woodruff, you know, and some other guys. You know, and uh, I was teaching on all this, you know, advanced stuff, if you like. And he said, Pastor, he said, oh, he said, Pastor, be prophetic, prophetic. In our language, that means it was only you and Noel that understood what you were saying. He said, the rest of all, were just looking at you, which is probably the truth. <laughs> you know, he said, then he said to me, he said, he was trying to be honest and sincere, you know. He said, he said, he said, you think these things are just too complicated? Isn't it just as simple? I'm paraphrasing what he said. He said, isn't it just that we get the people born again? They, they get blessed, then they die, and then they go to heaven. It's as simple as that. All this prophetic zigzag, all this. He said, you're going to confuse people. I laughed. When I got home, I told my wife, my wife, we lie. I shared here in church over the year. You know, then I explained to him. I said, no, it's not that simple. In fact, I didn't say this to him, but I'm saying it to us now by, by, by revelation. Simplicity is not the will of God. So how long will you, all simple, will you fools remain simple? It's one of the problems of the church. We we'll go and book, read the book of Proverbs, which we're in. He said, oh, they, they love simplicity. He says the, you know, the, the prosperity of fools will destroy them. But another rendering says the complacency, the simplicity of fools will destroy them. Hence, mass destruction is taking place in the church as I speak. I'm not happy about it, though, and I'm not looking down on those who things are happening to, you know. And I got news for you, it's not going to get better, it's going to get worse. It's perilous times. Things we got away with 10 years ago, we're not going to get away with now. Because iniquity is abounding. But at the same time, grace is much more abounding. But to get that one, you have to get more and more humble, which most people don't want to do. Or have not even been taught to do. They just assume that grace automatically abounds. It doesn't. It says he gives grace to the humble. If you want abounding grace, then you must have abounding humility. But don't let me get off course. So, he downloaded me a whole series. I don't have all the details, but I got the headlines. And in these next few months, I'm going to be you know, downloading the details and sharing it with us. Said I should begin to share about the great saints, and he gave me a whole list of them. I mentioned it last week, you know, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, Ruth, David, and Solomon. Put them in a group. Because you can't put Solomon in isolation. <laughs> another message for another day. You have to. The only way he enters is by hooking up with Sol with David. Otherwise, he doesn't qualify. Another person who really should not be in that list, but is there 
for a reason which I will share when I get to him is Samson. He went to heaven. Samson went to heaven. But he, had a, he didn't keep the testimony of God. Samson was a type of Jesus. He was a Nazarite. I just think his hair was long. Ah, only God knows what God wanted to do through Samson. It will be revealed to us at the, white seat, at the great white throne judgment. I'm sorry, at the famous seat of Christ. Because his, his birth is the closest to Jesus, except his mother was not a virgin. An angel appeared to his mother. He was born for the purpose of delivering Israel from the Philistines. He did it physically, but never got around to doing it spiritually. Another message for another day. So today, and, 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 and others, I, you know, there, was, there were others I mentioned last week. <clears throat> then we have, uh, yeah, <clears throat> we have Samson, then we have um, Elijah and Elisha. We have Joshua and Caleb. We have Ruth. Uh, we have Elijah and Elisha. Again, you can't put them in isolation. You have to put them together to get the full picture. Because Elisha was actually an extension of Elijah's ministry. Because Elijah was retired early. God have mercy on us. He was given compulsory retirement. I said, go and anoint Elisha the son in thy stead. Because he ran away from Jezebel when it mattered most. We'll be looking at all of that. Then after that, we had Mordecai and Esther. Again, you can have Esther in isolation. You can have Mordecai in isolation. It's a group thing. And then finally, we, the New, New Testament, sorry, Old Testament. We have Daniel, Shudrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In the Old Testament, I would put Paul and John. The others, you know, just fit in somewhere in there. So, we're starting today with Enoch. There was a Enoch. What a guy. What a guy. Genesis chapter 5. <laughs> Glory be to God. If you're still my friend and you're, you're, you're on my side, give me a wave offering. Hallelujah. Then give the Lord a clap offering. Then turn to never said, you're not going to be in a hurry this afternoon, no. We are two dancing prayers. <laughs> 60th birthdays. <laughs> Should we not have done it? it was a, I like the dancing of Sister Toy. So all that time, now we have to put it back into the word of God. So the extra time you are spending now is going to be in sacrifice for Pastor Kola and Sister Toy. Give the Lord a clap offering. So all this one that you start looking at your watch and your tummy is paining you and you want to go and eat rice. Incidentally, Nigeria is playing today. I don't know why I should go there, but I will go there. You know, but if the match is at nine o'clock, so we can come for prayer. <laughs> Pastor Allah and I were believing God. <laughs> the pastor will say, ah, you know, Nigeria is playing. No, you will do your prayer. Our prayer ends at eight. Then Nigeria is going to play at nine. Can, can I tell you a small secret? You know, I used to pray for Nigeria. I used to. 
Then God talked to me. He said, you people don't know me. He said, you know, you can't pray for one team. He said, because I'm fair to everybody. He said, there are also people in Ivory Coast who are also praying for their people. And I'm not a respecter of persons. I said, Lord, so what do I do? He said, pray for both teams. <laughs> Honest. I'm giving you a testimony. It actually happened. This happened some months ago. You know, it was actually over Arsenal. Because Arsenal is my team. You know, we have a flat in the Arsenal Stadium. Ah, it's a very serious matter. So, you know, he said, he said, he said, I can't. He said, pray for both teams. Ask that I will help them to do the best that they can do based on their training, their experience, and may the better team win. And leave it like that. Seller. I knew I had heard from heaven. <laughs> so I don't. And you know what? Arsenal has been doing well. Before when I pray for them, they will lose. <laughs> Nigeria, surprisingly, has been doing well. Because every time I pray for the two teams, <laughs> and I ask God to help them, let them do their best. All the experience, all the training, everything, bring it, and then let the better team win. The team that deserves it. And I leave it like that. So, I'm praying for Nigeria this afternoon. So, let's, let's trust God for his mercy. <laughs> and I always I tell David, I told my Lord, you know, I have a problem with Nigeria. Our mouth is too big. Evils crush. So hard. Over South Africa. I want humility to enter us. We didn't crush. We barely pipped. It was just a pip based on the mercy of God. In the first half, South Africa outplayed us. Yes, they outplayed us. Completely dismantled our defense. Hit the ball, you know, but the passing practice, they were a good keeper. That's what saved Nigeria. We had a very good goalkeeper. But they didn't play better. But second half, we played better. And so God had mercy on us. So today, God will have mercy on Nigeria. Amen. I'm able to still on my side. On the side, Nigeria. Side, Nigeria. Side alone, the Praise the Lord. Okay. Enoch. Let's see how far we can go with Enoch. Hopefully, we'll finish Enoch today. Enoch. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. Very important. And Enoch walked with God. Everybody scream it. After he begat Methuselah. 300 years and begat other sons and daughters. Interestingly, their names are not recorded. Oh, no. He had other children. It is not every child that behaves themselves in a way that is worthy to be recorded inside the scripture. And the days of Enoch were 365 years. Incidentally, I'm 65 this year. I was saying, I said, God, is there something here? He said, just keep praying. 
And he now walked with God. And he was not. For God took him. And Methuselah. Lived a eight, 187 years. And then he bowed. I don't want to go into all of that. Now this Enoch is very very important. Number one. Enoch only started working with God. At 65 years after he begat Methuselah. Why? Why didn't he start working with God before he begat Methuselah? Oh, let's even forget Methuselah. Why did he start working with God earlier? Why did he waste 65 years? It's a rhetorical question. I don't have all the answers. I don't think any human being does. And I think it's at the um, Bema seat of Christ. Because all of us are going to stand before God. Uh, I, I won't miss any of those tribunals when I'm in heaven. You know, you can go to, where, you know when you're in heaven, you can go and play in one planet. Or you can go and play in somewhere. But me, I won't play. <laughs> I want to, I'm going to sit at those judgments. I want to hear what happened. You know, but I can, based on the principles of the word of God, I have some ideas. Why? Like most of us, he didn't take God seriously. He wasn't a bad man. He was a good man. Majority of us are like that. I used to be like that. That is why I can identify with it. Where we're good people, in quotes. The Bible says he was a good man. Like Cornelius. He gave, I used to do that before I became a Christian. Oh, I was very generous. I used to give people my friends, because I was in UI, you know, I, you know, my, my parents, in those days, it was one naira to one pound, you know, sometimes one naira, 50, you know, my mom would give me 500 naira, which is, you know, 500 pounds, it was $750, you know, then my stepfather, because my mom was remarried to Justice Bakery, he would give me his own, my dad would give me, then my uncle Femi here, Femi Johnson, he would give me, Sometimes Uncle Bolaji would give me. I used to. <laughs> I wasn't easy. So you know, when I used to go, when I went on summer holidays, then I had another uncle, you know, one of my, my mommy's sister's husbands, who was also a very rich man, you know. He too would give me, sometimes he'd give me 500 pounds, you know. So sometimes I have 2,000, 3,000 pounds. 17-year-old boy, doesn't know anything. I blow it in six weeks. <laughs> Completely. You know, ah, in London, I, I, I don't go with tube, I go with cab, black cab. You know, you invite a girl out, you don't you go and take her to tube. Ah, you have to take her in. <laughs> so I was a good person in that sense. You know, and then I would buy a lot of nice clothes, you know, go to Oxford Street, Bond Street. You know, by the latest. So when I come back to UI, you know, you know, in the September when we come back to school, ah, where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? Where did you get from? You know, when I go to the ah, in those days we, we used to eat in um, uh, postgraduate hall. They had a nice cafeteria there. We used to go and show off our clothes there. <laughs> so everybody will know you have just come from summer. You know, you have corduroy jeans and. You know, Michelle Axel shirts. So people come, ah, where did you get this from? Where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? You know, I said, well, I just got it in London, you know. (laughs) 
boys will be boys. You know, and then, uh, you know, we go back. You know, so when we have a party and something is happening, some of my friends come and me, whose parents could not afford, maybe they couldn't go or they couldn't afford that kind of something. Say, ah, Ulubi, I'm in shirty. You know, that's Ulubi, please lend me this shirt. I would say, you can have it. Doesn't matter. I'll buy another one next year. You know, you can buy. And I said this as an unbeliever. That's how I know this thing really is true. I would say we didn't bring anything. I didn't know the Bible though. I didn't know the scripture. I just said it from human thinking. I said, we didn't bring anything and we're not taking anything away. I said, you can have it. I was very generous. I still am. But now, of course, we better understand it. You know? I was very generous with my things. I, I never held on to anything, you know, too, too, too tightly. You know, I could give out things, nice shoes. You know, some of my friends, I was like, oh, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it. Don't worry, you know? Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.